Hi there, welcome to the Tips for Teaching podcast. Effectively, this is our second go at doing the Tips for Teaching podcast. We had a try a little while ago, um, but then I had the craziest year in education that I think I've had since I was an NQT. So they kind of fell by the wayside, but this is, I suppose, the start of the all new Tips for Teaching podcast. Welcome. In today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing a fantastic art teacher called Laura Bainbrig, who I have had the absolute pleasure of working with for the last academic year at our school. Laura is responsible not only for the art department at the school, she also has taught design technology with myself this year, that's been fun for us both, but one of the really exciting parts of her role in the school, which we're going to talk about in the interview, is the responsibility for the arts across the whole school, and really using the arts to enrich students' lives. Enjoy the interview. Here we go. <laughs> ah, so, firstly, thank you for letting me do the first awkward interview with yourself. No problem. And I love the fact that we're now hidden in a tiny little box room instead of the lovely art room where we started. <laughs> Never mind. I've got my coffee. Did you bring your coffee? Well, I finished my coffee. Oh, okay. We've been that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Right, okay, I will start off with the first proper question and then we will have a lovely conversation about the arts after that. So. Okay. Can you give us some background on your teaching of the arts and what brought you into teaching art? Okay, so I've been teaching art for about 15 years. I like the about. About 15 years. Non-committal. Yes. Um, Just including this year as well. It's going up to 16. I just don't want to go there. (laughs) Um, So yes, it's been about 15 years. And I started um, trained to be a primary school teacher. Um, because I felt like that's where I was meant to be, because I wanted to teach. My passion was art, um, or the arts actually, Um, but I felt like primary school would probably suit me best. However, um, after a couple of years of a four-year So this was like a BA, oh right, okay. um, I, I felt like there wasn't enough arts in the primary sector for me. Um, so I came out of that and did my PGCE in You, did, you gave arts. me a really great one before of where you thought the arts fit in um, primary teaching when they used it. What was it you said? <laughs> um, it's used to make Christmas decorations <laughs> <laughs> and make things look pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Which at the worst end for <laughs> any primary teacher yes. at the worst end that might be what it yeah. is. I um, have seen May I just say, since then, I have seen some very, very good quality artwork in primary schools and um, the students that come to us from from Year 7 do have (laughs) some great experiences under their belt when they come, but understandably they've got pressure to cover a lot of Mm. curriculum areas, so it's tricky and if they don't have the specialists, um, Mm. it is a subject that gets and computing is one as well don't have the specialist for computing so it uh, falls down the bottom of the list when people want to do it and I'm told by lots of people actually at different schools that computing is one of those ones where it's like oh we'll leave that till Friday to do and then it just doesn't happen and so the arts again if it's not a specialist there they do that yeah so that so you came out of that program then? I did, and I, I finished it with a um, BA in education okay. with arts as my um, specialism. And then I did my PGCE uh-huh. after that um, and went straight into secondary from there. Um, and I think 
I think it was the right thing to do for me because my passion for art is so broad. Um, it means that I've been able to share that breadth of experience mm. um, rather than specialising in one particular one particular thing. So it, it kind of suited me. Um, so that leads us into where we wanted to go next, which is what do children get from studying the arts? <laughs> so what do you think you're giving children, or the arts in general, art teachers or teachers of the arts? So I think it's important to say arts, simply mm. because I don't think it's just about visual arts. I think we've got to talk about drama, we've got to talk about um, dance and music and everything all together because they all go hand in hand in... And we put drama in the arts, don't we? we so do we don't drama. upset Drew. No, I'm just Did I not say drama? <laughs> no, I, I'm trying. I'm I'm correcting myself. Okay. We, we said more. dance, and we said. Sorry, and, and I, I hope I did right, say drama. drama. Yeah. Yes, I hope I did say drama. Yes, yeah. um, I have. I absolutely love working cross curricular with those subjects, but I but I think it gives students an amazing amount of confidence in themselves as individuals. It gives them the opportunity to do something that's personal, mm. to grow as a um, into being the, the young adults they're going to be because they can experience things so differently. Um, they can think creatively about things, start to problem solve, to start to use it. Well, keep using their imagination, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. not knocking it out of them. Exactly. You used your imagination in primary. Stop daydreaming and get on with real things now. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen over time. I've seen how um, how students as they're getting older lose that ability to mm. think creatively. Whereas um, it's so important that that in this day and age that they keep that so that they keep keep their opportunities open um, and they can grow as fully well rounded. Individuals. Well, that's it. It's not chopping a part off them and saying that the arts can be your hobby that you do somewhere. Uh, try and fit it into your busy life, but you know the other yeah. stuff is what's really exactly. important to you. Exactly. And I think you know you. I mean, yes, it's about learning skills and techniques as well. Mm. And I think drawing is just so important for everybody mm. to have that freedom to draw, whether it is for a hobby, yeah, yeah. Um, for mindfulness, for. Um, part of their future career but so many people say to me when I say I'm an art teacher they say oh, I can't draw I can't draw I'm rubbish at drawing um, I'd love to be at a time when we get to a stage when nobody says that mm, anymore because mm. drawing is different for everybody I try that with some of the students when they do that and they say I can't draw and I'll say them but you can you can put that pencil on the paper can't you make a shape art so subjective that actually I can't draw is like the silliest sentence in the arts yeah. in that sense is like have you seen what's hanging in galleries you know have you seen what some people you know I'll show you an unmade bed and call it art and you'd so have you seen that do you are aware of the breadth of what that can be um yeah and I think but a lot of them give up on it or just say because I can't draw yeah and like you say it's about a much yeah. wider experience of uh, I guess it's the cliche we use about it being in the heart and that it's that whole thing of your passion is your art somewhere isn't it you'll have a passion for something yeah and like i say it's it's it's, it's the one place in school and as they grow into young mm. adults where they can do something that's personal something that's about them mm. where they can make choices where they can make decisions because when they leave school they're going to need to do that they're going to need mm. to know who they are um, and what they're about 
Um, and I think what they're about is not necessarily going to be sitting down mm. and answering 20 maths yeah. questions. Um, it's going to be about what we understand about the yeah. world around them. What, what do, we, what do yeah. we know about how we do I love that bit about it being personal, because I, I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of your art room with the students' artwork around the room. And I'm remembering when I did graphic design at A-level, we had this little room, no bigger than this box room we are probably now in now. And it was full, like the walls, it was like wallpaper, but a massive collage of bits of work that every kid must have done over decades in art. And about the height of the average door frame was a massive 1960s black and white, hand-drawn and charcoal Cyberman. <laughs> because a friend of mine was as Doctor Who obsessed at the time as I was and for his graphics project he'd drawn a full size and it looked amazing and it was at a, a weird angle so it looked like it was looming over you and when I went back to that school many years later as a teacher I walked into the art room and couldn't believe it was still there and was saying to a couple of the kids what do you think of that oh the shading on's amazing it's 3D I was like yeah I was sat in the room when he did that. But it was his personal project, you know, to anybody else. Yeah. Why are you drawing something yeah, like that? Yeah. But he just expressed it in this fantastic bit of art. Yeah, I, I can look back. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about having that many years' experience of art under my belt. I can look back at so many. Well, I was going to ask they, you, oh. what, what are standout moments like that when either you've done something that's been a whole school thing or when a student has just expressed themselves amazingly through a project? Oh, there's, there's so, there's, there is so many. Um, and things, you've got the physical pieces of artwork mm. that come for it from working with the students. But I think, I think my best standout moments are when we've got an exhibition mm. that has got every single student. So there were 600 and something students in my previous school and I have every single one of them with a piece of artwork out unless apart from those who were now doing GCSE that okay. were no longer studying art at all, so I didn't didn't teach them. Yeah. Um, and it was just that that was just a delight to behold. That was that was those were my proudest yeah. moments when I knew that everybody. And was that showcasing for like did people come in from outside the school, parents and things come and yeah. see that? Oh kind yeah, of everybody. And we would quite often um, we would quite often often link it with the other arts. So. Um, we did one um, exhibition where the drama department, and I think it must have been drama club, mm. devised pieces of drama from the artwork that we'd been. So the artists oh, we'd okay, studied okay. in lesson, yeah. they'd seen those artworks, they'd then devised our uh, drama pieces from that, and then they performed that drama around the artwork itself. It was interactive. It's like an artist's dream. It's like, yeah, oh, and look it at was, this. and there was music, and it's just, it was just superb. And when you think wow. that, almost every single student mm. and their family could be part of that, um, was just, just amazing. Um, and and I said the other thing that I loved, oh, I still love, about the teaching the art is that you have students who find something so personal while they're doing the artwork so they can perhaps be having the hardest time, <laughs> be having the trickiest, yeah. trickiest life and they've got that, they've got their artwork and that could be their passion and they can produce just some of the most amazing 
amazing results. Um, I was thinking before when you said that about like some students that usually at GCSE and A level that we can become quite introverted in a school, you know that they're not in the groups and etc. But they absolutely excel in that bit because they can pour themselves into their really personal work. It's not answering questions and getting them right or wrong. It's no. a real expressive yeah. art form, whether it's dance or art or music or something like that yeah. can really this is me I'm going to tell you what's going on in my life through what yeah. I'm doing right now and it can open up so many doors for mm. them whether it um, emotional social well look at the art room here yeah, they have art therapy and stuff and there's a reason that exists yeah it? exactly absolutely yeah superb um, I could I, I mean that question about moments that make me happy there's t too many of them I could I mean, it's why I'm still doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's my passion, yeah. and I think um, I think I'm sure other art teachers would agree with me that it's yeah, it's why just it yeah, it's just a joy when I, I mean I can think of some students who had that I can't draw moment mm. when they came to school and have gone away with an A star at GCSE <laughs> at the end of the the end of the five years, and I can't think, wow, that's why yeah. I do this. This is just yeah. superb. So what about favourite bits of the curriculum, bits you've really enjoyed, or the bits, you know, like you were just saying there about, like, drawing and a student who can go from, I can't do it, to what are the bits you really enjoy teaching? Because you either think, this is my favourite thing, and we all have that favourite thing, like, I really enjoy doing the graphic design bit in computing, so I yeah. always loved doing that with my A-level kids, because I loved Photoshop. Um, the micro bits are my thing as well. Like I really love coding with them and watching these kids go, oh my kid lit up, it's amazing, wow, I did that. And watching yes. them suddenly ignite. So what are the bits with you in art yeah, that I, make you go, I love this, I'm looking I think, forward to that. Oh, that's so hard to choose because there is so much. Um, but I think it, I the, the thing you get from the micro bits, mm. that, oh my God, you get, you get <laughs> yeah. that with things like printmaking and you get yeah. very quick, successful results. Mm. And all students can have success with it. So printmaking, is that the one where you like carve it out of the... I seem to remember at school having this sharp little tool that we had to carve out of like a... Lino. A, yeah, that was it, lino. We carved these weird shapes and then had to try and print yes, them. Yes, it can be. There's yeah. various forms. Um, lino, it's come a long way since then and we've got soft cut and things. Oh, so okay. Not, God, no. We're still, you're still doing This was like doing um, archaeology when I, yeah, <laughs> I can still, remember. It's still the same process, but it doesn't yeah. hurt so much. Okay. Um, you don't gouge your hand out oh, quite yeah, so much, but um, and it's a bit quicker. Um, but I think even things like monoprinting, which is a much quicker process oh. where you could, you could ink up a leaf, for example, right. and put that through the press. Um, and, and just the result of that um, transfer printing where you can take a photograph and put that onto your painting and you've got that image sort of mixing in just there's just so much that everybody can so without naming it. any names can you think of any of those moments this year even where you've done that and you've seen some of our kids just go without naming students do you mean yeah without naming any of our students I did a session I can't remember why we had to do it. I had a group of students after school one day. It wasn't art club. I can't remember what it was for. But I just was given yeah, this yeah. random group of students <laughs> and said, I think perhaps we were having some kind of open evening oh, right, or something okay. like that. People were going to come around. I thought, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> These students aren't, the, they're not the most keen when it comes right. to art. 
what should I do? Okay, well, we'll do a bit of poly printing, which is like... I've seen those, the white... Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like the white polystyrene tiles you draw into. And we've been doing uh, Day of the Dead. Oh, yes. Hence the skulls in the art room, project. which look amazing. Yeah, and so they all did their little skulls on this poly print. And in the sort of half an hour I had mm. them, they'd all printed oodles <laughs> of these, these skulls. And I was able to put them straight up on the wall, and they just looked stunning. And they still you know they still get comments mm. when people come in and see them and i think that's lovely because those students yeah. they kind of saw a different kind of side to the art and i think yeah th that's that's so nice there's an instant gratification of that as well for them yeah, exactly. it's like i did this it didn't take me too long but look it's, i can stick it up on the wall there's an outcome people can give me praise for that and often yeah. those kids don't get yes yeah. yeah, so top top of my praise. list of things that I would like to get for the department is a printing press. Okay. So it's not essential for things like that because you can still get pretty good results, mm. but you can start to do more intricate, more delicate yeah. things. We can get all sorts of other results from it and the quality will go up. Um, and that'll be really good for the GCSE, but they're expensive. So that's on my And learning how radar. to use it and organizing the yeah. kids around it and all that. So. That leads us on nicely to if someone was considering becoming an art teacher. Yes. So if we imagine you have a PGC student or someone even says, actually, I'm thinking of art. I'm good at art. I've done a degree in art, but I'm thinking going at teaching. What would you be, what would advice would you give them? Because, and I'm, I'm going to preface this with we've core caught DT this year. <laughs> and one thing that got flagged really quickly was that I teach a very much classroom desk based thing. We sit at computers. We do that. I've got my classroom management down handling children in a space where they move so much was like brand new territory for me. So that was one thing that I had to learn as quickly as possible was tidying up. Oh my goodness me, that became a massive stressor for me. But <laughs> yes. for you, it was like routine. Look at my room, this is perfect. Yeah. So if someone was gonna take on a very practical subject like art, what would you, what advice would you give them? Little things, don't go into the room without this or something. So first things, just, responding to mm. you there is you've got to establish your own routines and your own classroom management they need to know where they're going to have things where their equipment's going to be how how are you going to hand that out how mm. are you going to organize the students to get up and go and get it that isn't going to disrupt everybody like classroom monitors and workstations for things yeah absolutely yeah. and each classroom will work differently so this year going into a new classroom i've had to kind of test out and try mm. out different ways of doing things because I spent so many years in the same school teaching in the same classroom. And you knew your routine and everything. In that I knew exactly space, yeah. how it worked and the students knew exactly how it worked because it kind of yeah, passed yeah. out. Um, so I think that's the key thing is kind of and don't don't be afraid to try different things. Yeah. Take chances, take risks, um, not health and safety risks <laughs> but yeah, yeah. you know they try rise, a different routine. Yeah, the students yeah. will rise to the challenge. They love a bit of responsibility. You know, like you say about having classroom mm. monitors and things like that. When I wash, I've got one decent sink in my classroom. When you've got 30 students and you've got 30 pallets, mm. 30, and you've got to get all of that washed up, you're going to need to trust the students to be the ones that clear up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you get the monitor. They love it because they can tell each other. Don't put that. Don't that, put that. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they do love doing that. They love. There's always that, at least one kid that's the bossy one that will tell everyone what to do. Yeah. But when you're training, 
you and even teachers that I deal with NQTs and recently qualified teachers that believe actually I'm in charge of my classroom so there's a control there's giving up that control to students and for some it's really hard to do that they're, they're not yeah. comfortable mm. giving students leadership roles as we would call them now in the classroom because it's giving up some form of control themselves but in your subject that's absolutely vital yeah. there's just too yeah. much to do that yeah you could you, you, you yeah you you need they need to learn to do it some of them don't do, lift a finger at home yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah is there anything that you learned through trial and error that you think actually i definitely don't do that anymore or i would recommend you do this because i didn't and i've learned the hard way in terms of classroom management not necessarily classroom management but even just delivering your subject is there anything like you know i once tried to teach this this way um, and it just didn't work Gosh, quite a lot of things. Um, <laughs> most, most, of, most of teaching is trial and error. We can really agree yeah, with that. And it, and it really does yeah. depend uh, from yeah. group to group. So some groups it will work yeah, and some, yeah, some groups it won't. You, and do. That's you every have to be flexible. School, yeah. yeah, you've got to be flexible. Um, I think free for all is never. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you're setting yourself up for all sorts of problems if you just go, right. You need to get mm. ready to do that. Go, and you need to give them instruction. You need to give them well, not instruction, guidance. Yeah, really clear breaking stuff. Yeah, down. and as they get to a point where they've got the routines and they know, then you are going to be able to say, "Off you go." Um, but your example of tidying up the <laughs> kitchen, just saying, "Right, yes. everybody, tidy up the kitchens, yeah. tidy yeah. up." I learned that the hard way. I really <laughs> did. That was hard work. That was like a stressed Eric moment for me. I was, I was kind of going, how have you not tidied this up? What's going wrong? Why? Um, and then, uh, yeah, as the weeks went on and I yeah. was watching your kitchen and thinking, well, I can see what you're doing differently and, and there. And, you have yeah. to allow for that time hmm. in your lesson planning. You've got to know how long that group's going to take. So I've got some classes that will manage to do it much, much hmm. quicker than other classes. Um, so I know that I have to adjust. And that must be difficult when someone's training to, to work that bit out, you know, and but to know that they have to think that. Yeah, like when you, you want to stick to your plan. Exactly. You've got to God, do it this yeah. way. You've got oh, to do it this way. And you I hate it. that with, with trainees when I've had them from universities and the, the universities have trained them to, like, write the timings down the left-hand side. Yeah. And, yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure by doing that because you I've seen NQTs going to the front of the desk in my subject and checking the number on there and then looking at their watch and you don't need the stress of you're behind time or you're ahead of time you need the stress of have i covered the content yeah that's what you need am i going to get the room left the way it should be in your subject by the end yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've watched that yeah. so okay. beyond that we've gone from nqts and, and trainees mm -hmm. there so that the total other end of that is what you've done this year which is responsibility for the arts across the curriculum as it, as it were yeah so as our school is brand new school and we talk about having art after the art i had to get that correct there yes so we mm -hmm. want it fully embedded um what's been the challenges there what's been really interesting and exciting about doing that so the exciting thing yeah start with that the exciting is is working in a school where the arts are championed that i've got everybody behind me mm -hmm. um and it is seen as a subject that's important um well, it's equally as important yeah, as, yeah, and as everything else. Yeah. Um, and that's just been fabulous because it's given me um, the freedom to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do. Um, so having artists to come oh, and yeah, work yeah. with us and signing up to do projects 
um, and feeling like I can do that without it being frowned upon that the students are having all these experiences mm. and it should be that they're doing other things. Um, it's been so, so lovely to be part of the STEAM team. We should explain that. So, so schools have STEM. That's really popular, but when we started the school, Hannah, the head was really keen that we were a STEAM school, so that's mm -hmm. science, technology, engineering, yeah. art, and mathematics. <laughs> well the, the dyslexic <laughs> is working this out on his hands right now from you listening. Yeah, and the arts is like having a massive capital A in the middle. It's like we don't do the others without yeah. arts in there. Uh, and th that, it has meant that cross-curricular activities have happened and I think the students are beginning mm. to understand where the arts fit in context mm. with other subjects so having arts and science working side by side we had the um, we had the numeracy day mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they were able to see where arts fitted into maths and yeah. maths fits mm. into the arts um, it, it kind of it's it's just been it's just been so exciting to see in a year already, how students are valuing the arts that bit more. And we've only got we've only got a little bit of drama, a little bit of art at the mm -hmm. moment. Um, and next year, when we've got music as well, on yeah. you know, and we've got more drama, mm. that that can only grow and get even better. Um, and like I say, we're lucky. We're in an area where artists are really keen to come and work with us. Um, like tonight, we, we were waiting before we could record because we had an artist in your room. So right. what was that when you explained so, that a bit? So Michael is um, a sculptor who has been um, commissioned to make a community sculpture for the local area mm. um, based upon the idea of how sciences grow here. Because where we're based, um, we've got all the different laboratories and it's, it's like yeah, yeah, a science it's a, hub here. So he's worked with a lot of the local schools to develop the plans, the ideas, and now he's based here a couple of days a week, and the students are, during their art lessons, they're going out to work with him to make the glass pieces that are going to go into this amazing metal structure. Like, how fantastic is that? So I, I've never worked, in 11 years of teaching, never worked in a school that's had an artist artist in any kind of residence in the school. Well, it is like, that like, is yeah, amazing, like isn't it? Like, he's, yeah, yeah, he's three true. days a week, he's in, the kids know who he is, but he's not a teacher, he's, he's an artist. He, he produces work that's mm -hmm. all over and... Yeah, he's, I mean, it is gonna be, I can't tell you how beautiful yeah. it's going to be. And the students are really excited. They've all oh, gonna have, they're all gonna have something mm -hmm. that they're gonna be able to say for many years, like, that I was, did. Yeah, I, I did, did part of that. That's mine. That's mm, ours. Yeah. It's our community, and because this community is growing so mm, rapidly, yeah, yeah. Um, lots of new people coming into it are going to see that, mm. and it's oh, it's just it's so exciting. Um, and I mean, luckily, touch wood, all the artists I've come in contact with have been really positive mm. and really keen to work with mm. us. If we think of that, that's a really good link to what we were going to talk about, which was marginalising. The arts in yeah. education in particular and we've just said that we have artists in residence where uh, we touched a little bit on the fact that we have these drop-down days where the yes. students are encouraged uh -huh. to look at the arts across all the other subjects so we've had arts in science maths all sorts of how do you feel about 
Margin without swearing. Um, how do you feel about marginalization of the arts? What are children? Well, actually, you know what? I was going to say what are children losing from that, but we've just talked about an art sculpture a project going into the community, so it's a wider issue than what just are the kids losing. But yeah, I mean, we're lucky in that I think that is not going to happen here. Yeah, we, I, I like to think yeah. it is not going to happen no. here because we're starting with arts at yeah. the heart. Yeah for good reason, because it's important that they have got those opportunities. Mm. Um, you know, they're going into a world where the arts form part of um, how we build our economy, how, mm. you know, how they're going to work. This, you know, it's, it's, such, it's so important. Um, and I think it's just so frustrating and mm -hmm so aggravating that that is not understood elsewhere and there's lots um, of schools where it's cut out of the curriculum okay, yeah. really cut back well yes. look we'll, we'll keep we'll maybe keep art because it's historically been part of the school but drama might have to go music might have to be really yeah. cut back and I mean it was it was a conversation that I've been a part of mm. in a previous school that conversation about how are we going to persuade the head that we've got to keep drama because it's so important. How are we going to how are we going to do that? Um, but Even you, that alone, how do we persuade the? Uh, but then, but then you, but then yeah, exactly. Why? When you look at what the the students get out yeah. of it, when you've got you do a um, audition for a school play and you've got. Like seventy people mm. turn up for auditions that are going to last half an hour. How are you going? You know, it's yeah. like this is amazing. Yeah, it's it's. And I once put my foot in it with somebody because I'd come from schools where, without me noticing it, art had been marginalised for a long time and drama had become something that was just like a tiny minority of kids did it, mm. um, and then the other kids who did it were the kids who just misbehaved and did it because they thought it was going to be a skive. And I can remember once having this conversation saying, "Look, I just don't get why." my kids who can't read and write properly should be doing drama like why you know I, and I said and, and I'd forgotten that he'd been to drama school <laughs> and I made such a fool of myself and it was purely out of frustration because I'd spent a long time in schools where I was dealing with really difficult kids but then to me in my eyes they were just and I think that's like the easiest excuse people have used so in schools where 70 kids didn't turn up for drama performances in schools where it wasn't at the heart of what they did and people therefore had lost sight of the massive addition it can be to the wider curriculum the easy comment to come out with was well they can't read and write so why they're doing yeah. you know why they're going away and pretending to be whatever for half an hour and actually I can be big enough now to put my hands up because you know what that's our narrow view because of where I was at the time and I'd lost sight of and yeah. what you're talking about now is look at how much more enriched their world can become yeah. because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's oh, it's going to be an onward struggle, I think, for some time. But I'm hoping that it's not going to be long before the penny will drop and they'll suddenly realise. Because things go round in cycles. Well, you would hope. I mean, you know, the, the, the big thing of turning ICT into computer science was because they said, we need people to be able to program computer games. Right? That's the background. What do you think a game looks like? You need graphic yeah. artists. You, you, know, you need concept artists. That's the art. You can't just tell the kids to be the background programmers and take away the artistic side of mm. that. 
But I mean, so, a, a, a basic comment I would make to a parent, and it would be a, a basic on a basic level. If you're taking your child, they're coming to have a look around the local schools, yeah. and you go into a school that has nothing on the walls. Yeah. They've just got they've just got their maths books on yeah. the side. There's absolutely nothing anywhere to look at. No. No arts yeah. anywhere, and then you go to another school where the students are engaged in drama performances, they are producing music, there's artwork all over the walls, yeah. whether it's from art lesson or any subject, um, which school are you going to pick yeah. for your child? Where, where would you want them to go? Would you want them to be fully enriched or do you want them to go into that grey building yeah. where that's all they see and there's no creativity beyond... Um, what yeah. they see on the television yeah, or on the computer when they come home. Um, it becomes clear in those schools whether the kids are allowed to express themselves, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and we've got to, we've got to make sure that we think about the arts as well as creativity, mm -hmm. because you can be creative in any subject, yeah, and yeah. creativity is where the arts are strongest, mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to, I would like to encourage creativity within all subject areas because we know that's mm. that's how a lot of students are gonna um, learn yeah, and, and flourish like you yeah, know when we talk absolutely. about grow learn and flourish that's you can't have the you know without the arts I don't think you can do the flourish bit yeah. I think you struggle with the flourish but yeah. that that leads oh, us into the last thing we wanted to talk about then which is perfect like you've done this like a pro <laughs> oh. so we, what I said was right imagine those schools that are the grey buildings that have gone exam factory status yes um, and somebody's breezed in there as a brand new head and said look the arts are missing or even just a teacher I guess that kind of wants to squeeze the arts back in somehow what what would be bits of advice for getting finding a, a footing for the arts in a school? It's a big question. It is a big question <laughs> um, because you'd be up against it because yeah, it's quite, not going to be easy. We can because admit that <laughs> one one of the reasons they wouldn't have it is because there's not no belief. So you've yeah. got you've got to kind of s s gently help it to grow. Yeah. But um, I think you've got to. Well, maybe not. Maybe you go in all guns blazing. Yeah, yeah, maybe you do. Maybe, maybe you, you do. Um, um, but Sometimes I think... that's what it takes, isn't it? The really, ah, I don't know, that, that, that teacher in your school that is like the one-man band. You know, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the, the, the a one-person band. Um, and they're, they're bright and colourful and they're Just, trailblazing. Yeah. I think you've got to get it up so everyone can see it because mm. and, and celebrate it and start showing the students start showing the parents start showing the whole community yeah. what is happening here what are we doing why are we doing it um i like that idea you know you were talking about your the art gallery space and showing off every mm -hmm. single kid who did every from year seven i guess all the way through to gcse mm -hmm. students yeah everybody has something displayed it's making sure it's making sure your artwork's not just up in your art room yeah, yeah, abs absolutely not stuck in a drawer not stuck in a book yeah. it's out there for everybody to see and you you know you're always going to come across uh you know tricky individuals that are always going to have their views yeah. but um get the staff involved you know start getting them to come yeah. and see what goes on get them involved do some teach meets that yeah. include the whole staff doing some activities get them to question why they're doing it get them to think about what they've 
what they can take away from what they've experienced. I suppose you could even go and do artwork based on subjects. It's yeah. a good way of kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. producing Just artwork that could go into maths, producing artwork that could go into, I'm thinking computing, you know, circuit boards, there's an artistry to that that someone can recreate that sort of. Yeah, I mean, some subjects it's easier to automatically kind of mm. see that sort of, that link, but you could mm. easily look at the curriculums and say, right, yeah. that's fantastic. So they're looking at this sort of poetry. Well, let's start illustrating that poetry yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, like that. Let's, let's start thinking about how we can create artwork using numbers. Look at Jasper Johns, start doing yeah. all sorts of exciting things. That so cross-curricular, start working cross-curricular and get the artwork outside the art room. Absolutely. Yes. And then once you've got those, share it even wider, like you said, with teach meters. I think so, yeah, I think so. I think that's um, enough for everyone to get a hold of. But yeah, we should. Anyone can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just about celebrating what the students can achieve, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Looking at the time, yes. look at that. That like is pretty good. Time. Yeah, we said let's try and finish for half past and it's going to be half past. So thank you very much for sharing okay. the um, half hour that we've had. <laughs> Everything about the arts. No, it's fantastic. And like the artwork we've done in a short space of time that you've produced with the students and with us across the school has been amazing. So thank you. look I forward to more next year. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>